Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to recap the Titans' 28-25 victory over the Houston Texans. It was a game in which the Titans were up early. They blew a lead, but they managed to hang on. But that is not the main topic of today's show. The main topic of today's show is the Titans are the number one team in the AFC. The AFC runs through Nashville. So, D, we have that sweet, sweet bye that is going to allow the team to have an extra week of rest and recovery. And it's just great to see the team after everything they have battled this year. Hold on to that. But we'll talk about that and much more as we look at the NFL playoff pitchers. It is almost set at the time of recording. We still have the Sunday night football game between the Los Angeles Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders. But we'll get into that and much more. But before we do all of that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as the NFL playoffs are here. (sighs) It's been so much fun to get to this point, and yet here we are. But Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this year. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your bonus. That's B L E A V to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online, where the game starts. Ah, this time I would like to welcome in my partner in crime and co-host, Denard Walker. Denard, <sighs> man, it's been a good one, buddy. Titans, one seed. You hold off. You beat your rivals. I know we should have done a lot more in the second half, but it doesn't matter. You hold on. You survive, and you get to take off next week and watch all the chaos ensue. How are you feeling right now? I feel great. I feel great. I love what you said. Uh, survive. What was that song in the seventies? I will survive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's been kind of a another theme of this season for this team. You know, they've survived, and congratulations to Coach Mike Vrabel and his staff. Uh, the Titans are what twelve and five, and they are 
the AFC champions. They get a first round bye, home field advantage through the playoffs. Congratulations to the Tides, man. Soup, I'm so excited right now, D. I'm so excited for this team. It's it's looking like things are setting up perfectly. Denard, real quick, you're talking about the I Will Survive song by Gloria. I believe it's Gloria yes. uh, Gaynor. What's Gator, I, I, yeah. You mentioned that, and every time I hear that song, the first thing that runs through my mind is the movie The Replacement, starring Keanu Reeves and Gene oh, Hackman. Yeah. And so it's like <laughs> in the jail cell. Yeah, yeah. And so they were talking today about like, well, the Titans, they continue to add to their record of players used in a season, but they did put out the caveat. Well, it doesn't include a season where there was a strike, which in the movie, that is what happened. There was a strike, and so that's where you got uh, old Shane Falco and that crew to come in. But, Denard, you look at this game, and it was one in which Ryan Tannehill played night and day compared to what he did when the Texans came up here. Now, I know that he had a lot more array of weapons to throw to, but if you're looking at where the team managed to hold on and why we were able to be so successful today. It really did start with the play of your quarterback, who won. I want to give, I guess, credit to both teams because neither team had a turnover today. Tennessee came close a couple of times, but managed to avoid that being an issue. But Ryan Tannehill on the day finished 23 of 32 for 287 yards and four touchdowns. That is a career high for him and... It's the opposite of what happened last time where he had four picks. I do want to give a shout out there to Ryan Tannehill for actually coming in. And and then, Denard, the one thing we've been waiting on all year was a Julio Jones touchdown. And we finally got it. Julio Jones. Ryan had four main weapons on the day. You look at the guy who led the way like he did last time was actually Nick Westbrook. Akine, four receptions, 78 yards, one touchdown. A.J. Brown, four receptions, 68 yards and a touchdown. Julio Jones, five receptions, 58 yards in a touchdown. And Anthony Ferkser, four receptions, 56 yards in a touchdown. Julio Jones led the team with nine targets. So no Derrick Henry today, but as we've discussed, it looks as though he will be back. The team did not activate him. But Denard, when you look at the offense for the Titans, obviously they came out, they scored 21 points in the first half. Second half, much different story. Why were they able to play so well in the first half, and then we just saw the team really take a dip and just go three and out after three and out in the second. Well, you have to give some credit to, you know, Houston in the second half. Uh, You have to give credit to Lovey Smith. You know, Lovey Smith has seen it all. He's one of the great coordinators in this game. He's a former head coach uh, in the NFL for a long time, uh, former coach for Illinois. Uh, So they was able to make some adjustments at halftime And also, look at their offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly. Give him some credit. I mean, this team was, but in the first half, it looked like Tennessee was getting ready to just beat down the Texans. But, you know, offensively, when I looked at this team today, uh, God, they played well in the first half. They really, that's where they won the game because they put up 21 points uh, in the first half. And when you look at this team, you talk about Ronnie, play flawless uh, in the first half. You think about in the second quarter along, Three TDs and 198 yards passing with no interceptions. And then you look at the running game. You talk about between Deontay Foreman. Again, he just continues to get better, Debo. And Dontrell Hilliard, they had 126 yards combined. I would take that any day of the week. And I'll take that every Sunday or Monday night between these two players. But Ryan, you know, he made history today, D because he joined an elite class with those three TD passing touchdowns in the in the second quarter. And you know who he joined today? 
second quarter. Um, I actually don't. Who did he join, D? He joined my big brother, Steve Air McNair, did it in 2005. So I'd like to say congratulations to Ryan uh, for that 3D uh, three touchdown performance in the second quarter. But Davey, when I looked at this game today, I wanted to focus on one player and you've been very critical of him, not me. I'm going to call you out right now. You've been very critical of this player and his name is Mr. And that's to you, Mr. Julio Jones, AKA the Waffle House. I've been very now, critical. You're talking about the nine You've been very critical. You've been very yes. critical. Yes. And I'll tell you what, you work my last nerves next week. I know you have, but let me tell you something, Davey. I'm, I'm about to give with it you. to you smooth and slow. D, hey, hold on. Let me get my point out. Let me get my point out because I told you when the Waffle House, when he heals up and when that hamstring gets right, you're going to – let's forget about Tom's. Uh, he was targeted. Let's forget about the five receptions for 58 yards. And, of course, that touchdown at the end to really seal the deal, to put Tennessee up 28 uh, to 25. But what I love about Mr. Julio Jones-Davey is we have we saw something today that we haven't seen uh, since week two against Seattle. And we saw that burst, that explosiveness. We saw that breakaway speed. And Davey, as a former cornerback, because I'm going to tell you some, whoever's going to play Tennessee, let's say in the second round of the playoffs, they're going to look at this game against Houston. And when they see number two, the way that he was just running past those Houston defenders, they're going to be scared, Debo, because you think about it. Let's just take, for instance, the 58 yards receiving. He should have had 150 yards receiving because Ron missed him a couple times on third down today. And he was wide open and could have went for another 50 or 60 yards. And I tell you what, Continuity builds chemistry. When these two, when these two players find that chemistry, Davey, oh, it's going to be scary, and it's going to be a beautiful sight to see. Well, if Julio does take off in the playoffs, then the trade will obviously be worth it. And it's one of those things. I agree with you. He's not been exactly healthy, but at the same time, I mean, you until today, and you go back to outside of the first couple of weeks in the season, you just haven't gotten much from him. We chronicled that you look at it since Derrick Henry went out I think he had nine catches in eight games and that's just not what you brought him in here for but as you said Denard it's been one of those things to where today he actually showed the ability to make something happen whenever he got the ball in his hands and he's actually going to go down with a touchdown even though he should have had one in that Seattle game going to actually register a touchdown on the season so again need to see a lot more of this moving forward as we get into the playoffs but a good sign nonetheless and just another weapon for Ryan. So we talked about going into the season. You look at the three-headed monster, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones. Well, you're looking at getting Derrick back. You're going to get him another, really at this point, two weeks of rest. If you get him back and he's anything like what we've seen him play at in the past, then it is going to be a great sign for this Titans offense. I'm still a little frustrated with some of the play calling in the second half. I didn't like the the... I think it was third and two, and we decided to take a bomb instead of just trying to pick up the first down whenever the team had been struggling to move the ball. And this gave the Houston Texans an opportunity to close the gap because Davis Mills talked about him last week. I, I think this guy's got some potential, and he showed it today. Went 23 of 33 for 100, or for 301 yards and three touchdowns. Denard, you're a secondary guy. Uh, I don't think that the Titans did a really good job of getting pressure on Davis Mills today. 
But what was the reason for really this Titan secondary getting carved up? Well, they, well, they only, well, he had uh, Davis Mills in the first half only has 61 yards and no touchdowns. But when you look at the second half, he had 200, 240 yards and they didn't get carved up. Listen, this is what happened today. You have to give credit. Uh, and, and I'm going to say this right now. <laughs> I don't know if Houston had the television set on at halftime because Coach Cower, Coach Bill Cower, uh, you know, JB and the crew, you know, they was talking about the game at halftime and they were saying, you know, what does Houston have to do to get back in this game? They're down 21 nothing. They're getting dismantled. This game looked like it's getting out of hand. And then you and Coach Cower said it best. He says, listen, if you're Coach Cooley, what you do is you go into your locker room. And this is what great coaches would do. And I love what JB said. I mean, Coach Cowher. And he says, if I'm the coach of that team, I'm telling those guys, each and every player, give me everything, everything that you have. Give me every inch. Muster up as much strength that you have inside of you and give me that 30 minutes. Because what you do now will take you into the offseason. What you do in the offseason will take you into next season. What we're playing for the next 30 minutes will determine the fate of our season next year. And when you look at this team in the second half, Davey, they came out to play. We talked about the play of the quarterback. We talked about the young stud, David Mills. If you look at the first half, what did you see in what did you see in Davis Mills and this offense first half? Well, they definitely couldn't run. Tell the ball. me what, what would be the difference? In the second they half, they couldn't run the ball. I mean, they had but they secondly, had time to pass. He had time to throw. Okay, but this is what we talked about going into this. Yeah, again, he had time to throw. It was the play of the offensive line by Houston. You have to give those players credit offensively. What they did was they protected him better in the second half. It was much like the game against New Orleans. You remember Trevin Simeon in the first half? He really struggled in the first half against the Titans. The second half of the game, the second part, um, excuse me, the second half, what Trevor Simeon, he had was time to throw the ball. He had a time to sit in his spot and get comfortable, and that makes it really hard for secondary. So what they did was they start scheming Tennessee. Then you start when Brandon Cooks, their best player. I thought when Brandon Cooks went out of the game, Debo, I said, uh-oh, Titans might put 51. Unfortunately, there was a veteran by the name of Danny Amadola. And let me say this, Elijah Moden had a tough day. I've been there. Trust me, I've had games like this, especially my rookie season. But what happened was Dan, Danny Amadola galvanized this offense because they found a playmaker. And if you look at his numbers, don't just take don't take the seven receptions for over 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns. But what he did was he really worked the rookie. They went after Elijah. When we talk about sometimes attacking you schematically, you remember I told you the difference between Kyle Shanahan and other offensive coordinators. Kyle Shanahan attacks like individual players. That's exactly what David Kelly, Tim Kelly, excuse me, he did today. He spotted number 24 today in the slot. And what they did was they matched up Elijah Moten versus Amadola. And Danny absolutely took it to Elijah. And what he, he wasn't blowing by him. He just outmaneuvered him. He used this leverage. He showed why he's been in this league for 14 seasons. And he showed why Elijah is still the rookie. By the way, 
that he played in the second half. And that's what gave Houston, that's what gave them an, an advantage in the second half was the play of Amadola because he has some playmakers now. Danny has done it before. As you mentioned, he has been a veteran in this league for a long time, and he was taking advantage. And I mean, like you said, I mean, you gave a stat line. You talked about how he was just able to make guys for the Titans really struggle in coverage. Uh, the one thing for the Titans that ultimately was the saving grace, you look at it, and we talk about it all the time, Denard, just how efficient you are in the red zone. The Titans were 4-4. Four four, and the one play, though, that I think we need to really single out, and I mean, it's been the play of the game by far by, I think, everyone who's talked about it, but it's Ryan Tannehill. It's third and five. You're looking at that final drive where the Titans do score that touchdown, and Ryan's about to get sacked, and he finds a way to escape, and he scrambles out to the right, and he finds Nick Westbrook-Akine open, and he hits him for about a 36-yard gain, and he's able to get down into Texans territory, where the Titans ultimately end up scoring a touchdown. Uh, that one was where Julio was the guy who was the recipient who? of that who, touchdown. Who was it again? Julio. Denard. Julio. Uh, what's his name? He had a good game. Uh, the Waffle House, okay, you call him. Everything I said prior to today still stands. It is great that he came out and he performed well today. But for a guy who is a future Hall of Famer and you give up a second round pick for, we had not been getting the production. And I am glad that he actually came through today because you needed it to, I think, come out victorious when it was all said and done. Obviously, that was the difference maker in why the Titans walked away with a W here. <laughs> You're so, like a scorned woman. You just can't let go, can you? I'm not scorned. <laughs> I'm just telling you how it is, man. It's just the truth is the truth. But, but the, the thing is... Um, and, I mean, if we're, we're wanting to talk about people, uh, Randy Bullock, he missed his only field goal of the game. So that one early on, yeah. that could have well, been bad. Well, so let's talk about the defense. What what else did we talk about coming into this game? We, we we said you have to look out for. I said at this time of the season where you have a team that's planned for everything and then you have a team right now, they're just planned for their livelihood or their careers, you have to be cognizant of one thing. What was that that I told you, Debo? They're playing trick for the job. Plays. No, they, trick did get, plays. they did get us with the trick, trick plays. plays. How, does, how did Houston score their first touchdown? It was a trick play. It was a flea trick flicker. Trick play. There you go. <laughs> uh, the Titans tried to get a little trick play. trickery there, but uh, Desmond King, former Titan, did not bite on it. Uh, so credit to the Houston defense. Whenever the Titans tried to go that route, it did not pay off for the team. Ryan almost got his head knocked off but and, and then almost threw a pick, but uh, fortunately that didn't happen. Denard, the, the one thing, though, is we look at it, the Titans, they were efficient on third down until the second half, uh, 8 of 13 overall. I mean, I know we mentioned that one big third and five they converted. But statistically speaking, the Titans had a better game. It just really is interesting how uh, the Texans continued to fight because I thought they were making plans for where they were going to the beach after the game was over. And they came back out in the second half and put up a really good effort and almost came away victorious for the second time this season against the Titans. And it would have spoiled the Titans' opportunity to have a bye uh, this coming weekend and would have been interesting because the Titans right now, as we start to transition looking into the, the playoff picture, as crazy as this weekend was, the Titans, if, if they were to have lost, it looks as though they would play the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team I did not expect to get in. Now that is still up for debate because the Chargers and the Raiders have not played but as long as the Chargers and the Raiders do not end in a tie, which I would love to see because of the chaos that would follow, people would be getting fined because you're pretty much looking at, if that's the case, somebody had to throw something along the lines, and the league would not like that. Sunday night football, and you have that, but 
We're not going to go into that because I don't see it being likely as much as I would love to see it. But Titans, you're one seed. Everything runs through Nashville. The Chiefs, with their win over the Broncos this past weekend, lock up, or with their win over the Broncos on Saturday, lock up the two seed. And it was kind of interesting to see what was going to happen, who was going to win the AFC East. But the Bills managed to hold off and beat the Jets, whereas the Miami Dolphins took down the New England Patriots. And so your Buffalo Bills are the three seed. And then the Cincinnati Bengals are the four seed. So the Bengals lost today to the Browns, but the Pats will be in. And then, as we mentioned, you got your Chargers, the Raiders, and Pittsburgh vying for those final two wild card spots. As long as one wild card team wins, Tennessee will get to play that wild card team. And uh, the one team, though, that I did not mention on that list of names, and uh, real quickly, though, D, if I had to pick a team, I would somehow, it's not going to likely happen, but I would love for the Steelers to beat Kansas City and then the Titans to get an opportunity to play Pittsburgh again because I still have a bad taste in my mouth after how that one went down the first time. Steelers aren't good, and hopefully with Derrick Henry back, the Titans would just, one, just not randomly turn it over and hand them the ball uh, where it's not really takeaways by the Steelers. It's just giveaways by the Titans. But the one team I did not say was the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have missed the playoffs. And Denard, in these parts, I know that you had some really good matchups uh, with Peyton back in the day. You all usually came yes. out victorious in those over the years. Uh, it did not bode well for Titans fans whenever they were typically going up against the Colts. And I know we swept them this year, but they were the team that the media had dubbed. Uh, they are the darlings to coming into the playoffs. You don't want to face this team. And guess what? You're not going to have to because they choked it away to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, by the way, also, even with the win, locked up the number one pick in the NFL draft for this upcoming 2022 draft. So the worst team in the league by the standings beat the Colts 26-11. to It was never a game. The Colts put all their eggs in the Carson Wentz basket. It is not paying off for them. And now they still do not get their first round pick. That'll belong to the Philadelphia Eagles, who, by the way, made the playoffs. We'll get into the NFC in just a second. But the Colts fans, they're sick, Denard. They're hurting. And you know what? Too damn bad. I don't feel sorry for you. I'm glad you all choked it away at the Where's end. Where's all this anger coming from? All, what I mean, what in the world has gotten into you today? It's a lot of anger. I'm I, having a good day. I'm, I'm actually happy. Hug. I, you sure? I, yeah, I, to I, you I get it. Sad. I get it. I get it's a little different for you, Denar, because ever since we've been doing the show, is and and then when you played for the Titans, it was just like, what? Since he takes care of business, but uh, th- there were a lot of years where that was not exactly the case, and that was, I guess, more of my primitive years. And so to see them falter, it just puts a big old grin on my face because, I mean, as the media says, they have an incredible head coach and one of the best talented rosters and. They have a genius of a GM, and it's just like, well, all those things together, surely they can make the playoffs, and they didn't. It's also the first time that a team led the league in pro bowlers and did not make the playoffs. So that's enough on me ripping on the Colts. I think a lot of the listeners will actually like that little rant right there, Denard. Yeah, let's talk about Tennessee. You're just so mean today. Anyway, moving along to the NFC, things did get crazy (laughs) in the late hour of the games. And so when you look at what's going to happen, we knew going into the day that Green Bay had the first round bye, but the NFC West, it was a really interesting day for that division. The Rams lost in overtime to 
the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers win allows them to make the playoffs. They will be the sixth seed, which with their win, uh, New Orleans, even though they beat Atlanta, are not going to be dancing. Uh, Philadelphia will come in at the seventh seed. But the other thing that was kind of crazy was just what is going to happen whenever, well, if the Rams lose, can the Cardinals win to then clinch the division? That also did not happen. So you have Tom Brady and the Bucks being the two seed. They will take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas will be the three seed hosting the San Francisco 49ers. And the Los Angeles Rams are the four seed hosting the five seed Arizona Cardinals. I was actually hoping Dallas and Arizona would play together. Uh, I thought that would be a good matchup. I like watching Kyler play down in Dallas. He does really well there. But D of those matchups between the Bucks and the Eagles, the Cowboys and the 49ers, and the Rams and the Cardinals, which matchup are you most looking forward to? Well, because I live here in Garland and I'm in the Dallas Fort Worth area, definitely the Cowboys game. Cowboys, oh, I know 49ers. you're just sitting there rooting for the 49ers. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh gosh, I should have said that, but it's true. Uh, you know what, D, it's, let me just say this, and this is why uh, this time of year is so special, because now you're into a new season, and what happens in the playoffs is, you know, expect the unexpected. I mean, that's the theme of the National Football League. You never know what you're going to get, and so seeds go out of the door. I mean, I really believe that because I was reading this article today and it says over the past seven seasons, all 14 Super Bowl participants were either number one or two or number two seeds. But you can get a team like Baltimore. Remember that Baltimore team in 2012 that beat San Francisco? They came in as they came in as a fourth seed. So, again, anything can happen. D, that's the great thing, greatest thing about playing in the playoffs. You never know. I was. I came in in 2000, number one seed, and we end up losing to a team by the Baltimore Ravens. They came in, what was a number five or six? I don't know. We, we let them in. They end up beating us and uh, went on to win the Super Bowl that year. So you never know what's going to happen. It's just a, it's an unpredictable game. You don't. Things can get crazy. But one of the big factors that determines whether a team can make that deep run is, are you healthy? And right now it looks yes. as though the Titans uh, – they are getting healthy at the right time. I'm interested to see what they end up saying about Elijah Molden and Christian Fulton, who did have to leave the game. Hopefully for Fulton, it was just a stinger. Um, Molden got a little banged up there at the end, but hopefully with the extra week off, that rest will be very beneficial for this team as we head into the playoffs and get set for the divisional round. I will be in Nashville for that game, be heading over to Nissan Stadium, so I'm really excited to report back to Nard and talking about the atmosphere because I know Titans fans are going to bring it. and it's. It's set up perfectly to where Tennessee, as we've talked and talked about, I mean, they've like you couldn't have asked for a better outcome for how things are currently working in your favor. And so you just have to take advantage of the opportunity that has been presented in front of you. And I know I spent a lot of time talking about the other teams, Denard, but that is the benefit you have whenever you get to take the week off because because now all the other conversations about all these other teams, you get to scout who you might possibly be playing, get to hopefully get a, a spoiler in there and you could get a favorable matchup, and you're having to play them on your home turf with the week off. It just makes things for the Titans so much easier since you took care of business in Houston today. But, D, before we get out of here, sir, I want you to give me some closing thoughts on, one, the Titans getting this win, and then just wrapping up the regular season. We can spin on that for just a moment because 
the regular season, first time, 18 weeks, 17 games. You boil it down, the Titans. We look back, Denard. We were we were really like, oh my gosh, what is happening after that Arizona game in week one? And now we are sitting here. No, you were you were like that, not me. That that was a pathetic performance. I, I think a lot of people were there, but uh, they managed to hold on. Twelve and five, best record in the AFC. And I also think Mike Vrabel should be coach of the year. I think based off the odds, he's third behind Lafleur and Taylor. Uh, but I mean, when you look at all the injuries and everything, and then still wrapping up the one seed, I think Mike Vrabel is deserving of the head coach of the year award. Yeah, I like to see, yeah, you know what, I I agree with you about Mike Vrabel. He should be the coach of the year. But I, I would also like to say congratulations to uh, this coaching staff, uh, considering what this team has had to go through. Look at Todd Downing, great job. He's going to be a head coach in the next few years. There's going to be a lot of openings, um, and I hope he don't end up going to Chicago. No disrespect. But offensive line coach Keith Carter, running back coach Tony Dews, you're talking about, you know, wide receiver coach Rob Moore. You think about what this team has had to go through using that many players. What was it, 88 last week, and the numbers are just continuing to skyrocket, and yet they they sit alone in the AFC as, you know, the number one seed. And you have to credit the coaching staff for keeping everything together. We continue to allude the fact that teams that in the past that have experienced, you know, that many guys uh, that have been injured this season, just it doesn't end well. And so to see the job that this team has done has been, it's just been awesome. It's been phenomenal in watching uh, the last 17 weeks because, and I told you this, I said all Super Bowl champions, whether it's Tampa Bay or Kansas City, or you can go back to the days of the 49ers in the 80s. They all will say when they're sitting at the podium hoisting the Lombardi Trophy, whoever wins it, um, they all, it seems like a common thing. They, they seem to say the same thing. And they said, man, you know, when we were, when we were hit with adversity, you know, we, we stayed together. We didn't deviate from, you know, the plan. And we just, we seem to jail uh, in a time of distress. And that's exactly what this team has done all year. Davey, they could have jumped ship, even coaches. I've, I've been in locker rooms that haven't experienced as many injuries, but you know what? I've seen guys jump ship when they feel like it's the next guy up mentality. And this team, they've, they've never done that. So I'm just proud to have covered this team all year. Man, just an awesome performance today, and, and I'm just uh, excited about what the, what the next season holds. The next season starts in two weeks for this team. Uh, it's called Playoff Football, which is a brand-new season. I'm looking forward to it, Denard. It's fun, the fact that Coach Frables had a winning record every year he's been here and that we are dancing in the playoffs for the third consecutive season, and it looks as though this team continues to build itself up for success moving forward. So right now, yeah, it's time to – Take a couple of days off, get your body right, and then team get back out there, start preparing. And how well we, Denard, you and I, we'll talk about it a little bit later. But how the team is going to approach this week uh, when we record next time. But it does feel good that we can kind of look at some of the other storylines across the league, seeing as we have that coveted by. But D, I appreciate you being here. I love the fact that we are sitting here able to talk about the Titans being the one seed and getting this by because, I mean, it is just going to make a world of difference, in my opinion, 
whenever we look at this team. But Tennessee Titans were able to walk away with the win in Houston, 28-25, to and clinch the number one seed in the AFC. The playoffs are almost here. It's going to be fun. We're going to enjoy these last few weeks, and hopefully we will be talking with you all the way up until the Titans are taking on whoever it may be in Inglewood, California, or Dallas. That's a whole story we can get into later on. But for Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.